Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast or listening to it. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IAM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. We all have great potential in us. And it's incumbent on us to discover that potential, take ownership, take responsibility, put in the work, the time, and the effort to develop the potential and be courageous enough fearless enough, intentional enough to deploy, to deploy the potential. It is in deployment that we move mountains. It is in deployment that we experience the impossible. It is in deployment that will make a difference in the lives of others. It is in deployment that will leave a mark. It is in deployment that our light will shine. It is in deployment that will be salt in a generation that is decaying and needs a lot of preservation. I want to thank you sincerely for tuning in. Please do me a favor. If you are watching on Facebook, if you are watching on YouTube, share the link, invite other people to join you. We are in this together. I'm talking about immigration. I'm talking about immigrants. Don't say it doesn't concern you. If you dig deep, into your family tree, you're going to find immigrants in there. It doesn't matter what part of the world you live in. You don't need to dig too deep to find out that immigration has impacted you one way or the other. All of us have had immigrants in the past in our family tree. Nobody is exempt. I say that because immigration has been and will always be part and parcel of the human experience. And that is why it's crucial for us to understand this fundamental truth it's going to empower us and equip us to be able to know how to deal with the movement of people across the globe. I'm going to be zooming in on the American immigration experience. I am an immigrant. I speak from my personal experience. Hopefully, 
what I've learned can help us to forge a way forward. We are faced with a lot of challenges right now. The good news is that challenges are opportunities that have been disguised. If we can crack the code, if we can overcome these challenges, we are going to experience boundless increase and opportunities that are hidden in these challenges. The knee-jerk re reaction of thinking that get rid of the immigrants, all our problems are going to get solved. It's not true. We need a comprehensive understanding and a comprehensive approach to issues of immigration. Because as I said yesterday, if you are not yet working with an immigrant, sooner or later, you will. If you have not yet hired an immigrant, sooner or later, you will. If your doctor, your nurse, your dentist is not yet an immigrant, sooner or later, you are going to be served by an immigrant. If your co-workers are not yet immigrants, sooner or later, you are going to encounter immigrants. There is no place to hide. Immigrants are here. They are already impacting your life. That is why we cannot afford not to do anything. Hiding our heads in the sun is not a solution to the challenges that we are facing. I promised yesterday that today I'll be talking about the way forward. However, with your permission, I'm going to push that forward. I realize that there are other things that I need to talk about before we talk about solutions. I am in for solutions. I am in for a way forward. I want us to benefit from the interaction of people moving around. Before we get into that, there are a few crucial things that I would like to talk about today. Because if we don't have a proper understanding of why people move, which is something I touched on yesterday, and I'll elaborate a little bit more today, then we lack the ability to come up with policies that are going to facilitate the movement of people. If all we see are the disadvantages of people moving around, of people migrating, then it becomes a problem. But if we can train ourselves to focus on the advantages of interacting with other people, of what the value that the immigrants bring is going to make us excited, is going to open us up, and we'll be able to leverage what the immigrants bring on the table. Migrating 
is very difficult. Not everybody has the courage, the fortitude, or the tenacity to pack and move from one place to the other. I will be talking about migration in a broad sense. While we have national borders, which are very necessary, let's not forget that people are moving all the time. Some move within the borders of a country, some move across international lines, some move across continents. It doesn't matter how far you move. Movement is movement. And as I said yesterday, there are three reasons why people move. Three basic fundamental reasons. I'm going to add a fourth one today, which is those people who move not because they want to. Those that are forced to move by other people. In short, those that are hijacked, those that are enslaved, and they are forced to move out of their will. These people are forcefully moved. You catch the people, you move them. We have a lot of trafficking taking place today. Sex trafficking, people are being forced to move out of their will. That is a, a category on its own, but it is still movement. The three basic categories I discussed yesterday are people are fleeing from persecution. It can be religious, it can be political, environmental, whatever is making their current environment uncomfortable. Nobody should be blamed from running away from war, running away from persecution, running away uh, from uh, 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 environmental factors that are trying to, to take away their lives. The other category, the second category, these are people who just want to better their lives. The economic outlook, educational outlook, wherever they are, it's not what they want. Again, I'm not in the position to define what is good for X or what is good for Y. But people evaluate their circumstances and they arrive at a conclusion. They can be right, they may be wrong. We hear that the grass is always greener on the other side. That is a discussion for another day. And it's something that I've written about extensively and we are going to uh, discuss that as well. For now, let's assume that somebody has evaluated their situation. They may be using faulty information because from what I've experienced so far, migrating for economic reasons at times, you may be sacrificing unnecessarily. Because there's a dark side to this type of migration that most people don't talk about. We're going to get into that in another broadcast. For now, let's assume that there are economic reasons why somebody has to move. 
We can fault them for that. We cannot fault them. Just because you were born somewhere does not mean that you are tied to that place. The earth and the fullness thereof is the Lord. You are free to move around. It's okay to move. If you evaluate your circumstances and they are not delivering whatever you want, whatever you desire, you should pack and move somewhere else. I will even say that there are people who are staying put in places right now and their destinies are not being made manifested because they are afraid to move. It may be a movement may be to move within the confines of a particular country, to move out of a particular neighborhood, to move from one state to the other. You have to know. Maybe you need to change your neighborhood. Maybe you need to change your country to be all you were created to be. Maybe you need to move to reach your full potential. It is very important for us to understand that movement is fundamental to the human experience. And there's no need to dump guilt on those who move. They are not sellouts. They are not losers. It takes courage to move from the fam familiar into the unknown. It takes a lot of courage to move from what you've been used to and comfortable with, to move into a new environment and to start from scratch. It's very difficult. For the past almost 20 years that I've lived in the U United States as an immigrant, each day has been a learning experience. I had to learn a lot of things for, to be able to do well in this country. If I stayed where I was born, maybe I would not have had to deal with the challenges that I've, I've, I've had to deal with. Again, that's discussion for another time. Now, let's focus on the movement. The third, third category of people who move are those who are moving for conquest. They want to occupy new lands. And again, if you're moving to conquer, know that nobody's going to hand it over to you on a gold platter. There's going to be resistance, and you have to know that it's going to be a fight. I say all this because I want us to understand this. I am somebody who believes in the Bible. I read it a lot. And the Bible, shockingly, is a book of immigrants. All these three categories, or the four categories of movements that I've described are well documented in the good book. Let's look at people who migrated because their situation economically was not very good. Abraham moved to Egypt when there was famine in the land. It was a temporary migration, but he moved. 
If he did not, he wouldn't have survived. When Jesus was born, there was political threat on his life. Herod passed an order that all the male children should be killed. And Joseph took Jesus and Mary and they fled to Egypt. They migrated for some time. If they did not go to Egypt, the Savior would have been killed. Migration, being able to move away from danger, being able to move is very, very important. When you look at the movement, of the initial movement of Abraham, God told him to move. And in, in that situation, he had to change his environment for his destiny to be made manifested, for him to align himself with the bigger calling on his life. He was called to be the father of nations. It was something that was bigger than him. There are some of you that need to move. We need to understand that within the context of understanding that people migrate because it's a bigger calling on their lives. Today, we are excited with some of the inventions of Thomas Edison. He was an immigrant. If he didn't come to the United States, I don't know if he was going to have that enablement or the environment for him to excel the way he did. Can talk about many Graham Bell, many other immigrants that moved to the United States and left a mark, not just on this country, but on humanity in general because it moved into an environment that was conducive, an environment that ignited the potential that was in them, and they were able to live up to it. When you read the Bible, it's a lot about conquest. When the children of Israel left and moved into the Promised Land, they displaced people and occupied the lands that those people were occupying. Joseph was forcefully taken down to Egypt. He didn't want to go to Egypt. He was caught up as a slave and taken down to Egypt. There are numerous, numerous examples of people moving back and forth in the Bible. So I want us to get comfortable with the idea that God uses the movement of people in the bigger scheme of things. Moses fled from Egypt to Midian. If he did not, he would have been killed. I say all this for us to understand that next time you encounter somebody that has moved from one country to the other, from one state to the other, from one geographical location to the other, 
you should be asking yourself, why did they move? What is the bigger scheme? What is the purpose behind their movement? What value are they bringing? How are they going to make our lives, all of us, better? Those are the type of questions that we should be asking because the movement of people in the past and now is associated with a lot of benefits. We are not going to underlook the challenges and that is why we need to come up with solutions that are workable, solutions that make sense. When people move from one place to the other, it's because they have evaluated their new destination to have something of value to them. And that is why for those who move, when you get into the new environment, it's critical for you to understand that whatever attracted you to where you are right now must not only be preserved, it has to be improved. If you want to make your movement worthwhile, you have to get out of your comfort zone. In fact, you have already taken the first step of getting out of your comfort zone. And I want you to keep getting out of your comfort zone. You're going to keep growing like that. And that's why it's important. If you move to any country, learn the language, learn the culture. Do everything within your power to understand your new environment, to understand how things work. It is in solving solutions that you are going to get to the top. It is in adding value in your new environment that you are going to become significant. When you look in the Bible, you see somebody like Joseph, he was forced to move. He did not migrate on his own free will. He was sold as a slave. However, in Egypt, they arose a problem. The Pharaoh had a dream and nobody in Egypt could interpret that dream. Joseph, had the gift to interpret dreams. He interpreted the dream of the Pharaoh and proposed a solution to the famine that was about to hit the country. And Pharaoh said, who else in this whole kingdom has the type of wisdom that Joseph is having. And that is how Joseph moved from prison, from being a slave, from being a detestable 
uh, Hebrew to the second in command in Egypt. He rose up to the occasion. The shackles of slavery could not withstand his solution providing ability. The social discrimination in Egypt could not work against him because he was able to bring forth solutions on the table. As an immigrant, if all you're focusing on is, is how much can I take out? How much can I take out? That's a wrong strategy. It's going to backfire. It's more blessed to give than to receive. There is great potential in you. That is why you moved in the first place. Wherever you were, it was uncomfortable. You packed your bags and you left for something better, not just to take, but to let out that which you're already carrying to make a difference. Right now, we have a lot, millions of undocumented immigrants, call them illegal, whatever term you want to use. It's not about the terminology. The fact is that we have people living in our midst. I'm talking about the United States right now, where I've been living for the past 20 years, almost. I don't know what part of the world you may be listening to this. I know there's a lot of pressure on immigration issues in Europe, uh, and most of the Western countries, because people are moving from third world countries into these countries, and it's bringing a lot of pressure. And some of the people come in, they've all stayed their visas, some climbed over walls and got into the country. Whatever way those people are here right now, I want us to start talking about the way forward. There are, there are three things that we can do, three possible solutions. I'm going to start talking about the first one today. And in the next broadcast, we're going to enter the other ones. The first solution is don't do anything. Pretend that it doesn't really matter. You are fine. Your life is going on well. Your kids are doing fine. Your family is doing fine. Oh, let those immigrants sort out their mess. By the way, why did they come here in the first place? Why didn't they just stay wherever they were born? I have said that three reasons why people move. We can't blame them for moving. It's just what it is. It's always going to be. People are always going to be moving. So the sooner we come to terms with that, the better for us so that we can actually solve these problems. Then look at the immigrants as a problem. It's an opportunity. So the first, the first solution, don't do anything, put, hide your head in the sun. The uh, second option is, oh, wow, these people are here illegal. Let's just give them amnesty. Yeah, great, just wave your hand and solve the problem like that. Or the third option, you know, all these millions of people just bundle them up and dump them wherever they came from. Yeah, the, 
the, the situation appears to be very complicated, but it should not be. We have to be reasonable. We have to think very carefully. We have to appreciate what is happening. We have to move away from scarcity thinking, a mindset that believes resources are, infinite, are finite and that uh, people are a problem. We need to move away from that and think in a more comprehensive fashion. I shared with you my own challenges of dealing with the complexities of the immigration system. And I think we all can do a better job. Let's look at the first option. Don't do anything. Just live your life the way you're living right now. The immigration is, you know, concerns those states that are on the borders. You know, I used to tell people, what were those who went to Africa and caught Africans and brought them to the United States and enslaved them, allowed them to have children. What were they thinking just to make a book? They did not think that these people were multiplying, they were having children, and that eventually they will have to deal with the fact that other humans are in chains and in shackles, they just kicked the can to the next generation. They exploited them and made money. It wasn't really, I mean, when you look at it at the end of the day, it's uh, the almighty dollar. Let's make some money. It's all about the bottom line. We cannot keep living like that. And that's why right now, some of us feel, why am I even wasting my time talking about these issues? Because it is affecting you, it's going to affect you. We're dealing with the fallout of slavery right now. If those people thought very carefully, they wouldn't have even engaged in it in the first place. They did. And now we have to deal with that evil. We have to deal with that. I know some of us don't even like me to mention this. It's part of our experience. You, you turn on the news every day. You see all the tensions that we are having. The problems that we have to deal with. And it's high time for us to have these conversations. They are very uncomfortable. They are very messy. They are complicated. Who are we waiting for to solve them? It's your business. If you say it's not my business, it's your business. If you are living in this country, it's your business. Because the immigrants, documented or undocumented, are here. They are having children. They are multiplying. You are interacting with them directly and indirectly. You are sharing the same space. You can only run away from them for so long. It's going to catch up with all of us. And that's why I think everybody living in this country must start thinking thoroughly about these issues because it's about us. 
It's about our country. It's about our future. We cannot afford to keep kicking the can down to the next generation. Now, let me paint this picture for you. Maybe you've not thought about it. Do you know all the parents, a majority of the parents of the children that have been born here that are not having legal status? They are not going to show up for the PTA meetings that are living in the shadows of the society, that are living in fear. Because of that, they don't participate in deliberation in school to move the school forward. And some of them are living in fear. They really haven't had the opportunity to grow in other areas, maybe learn the language, and when their kids go home, all this fear is being transferred to them because they're not able to help them. Is it homework and, 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 and help these children really thrive? What do you think is going to become of these American kids that have been raised under those conditions? When they fall through the cracks and end up in jail, we the taxpayers foot the bill. Is that really the way we want to use our resources? Is that how we want to build a prosperous country? Is that how we want to make America really great again? We need to ask these questions. Every human being, no matter the color of their skin, no matter where they're coming from, every one of us, is made in God's image and likeness. There is great potential in every one of us. We need to create the environment to tap into that potential. And together, we can build a better and a stronger country. We cannot afford not to do nothing. We cannot pretend that the problem is not there. And that is why by the end of this whole discussions, I'm going to be calling you to action because you can make a difference. Before we get there, let's look at the options that we have on the table. Deliberate, have a level-headed conversation and talk about these things because the politicians, when it's election year, they will talk about it and get our votes, but really, much is not being done. But I think when, if you and I hold them accountable, if we bring these things to the forefront and talk about them, they will listen. And together, we can actually come up with solutions that make sense. It is not just demonizing one side. I know that those who want, you know, just... Don't hold people accountable. I spoke about it fervently yesterday that character, character, integrity benefits everybody. Law and order 
benefits everybody. People are fleeing to this country to a greater extent because the laws, the system works. We don't want to break it. If we do that, we are not benefiting anybody. A broken system is going to impact all of us. So we need to move with some caution. We're going to continue this discussion tomorrow. I've already said we cannot afford not to do anything. The other options are on the table. We're going to dive into those, analyze them, and see if they make sense and what is the best way forward. I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to thank you so much for sharing. I encourage you to stay tuned. I have a lot of resources. I've been thinking about these issues for a while. I've written quite a lot of resources here. And I want you to uh, think about getting them. If you interact with immigrants, if you have immigrants at your workplace, if you are the owner of, of a company and you're trying to, to, to look for ways to empower the immigrants to rise up to the occasion and make our country better. I have a book here that I'll be talking about as time goes on. It's a Welcome to America, 52 Proven Strategies that would position you to excel as an immigrant. This is a gold mine. We're going to dig into this, but I want some of you who may be thinking, oh, how can I support what is happening here to other copies of this, give it out to as, any, as many immigrants as you can. As I said, we produce these materials. There's opportunity for deep discounts for those that are interested in getting more than one copy. Call the number on the screen. You're going to be talking to me directly, or you can email me using the email on the screen. Let's talk about getting you some huge discounts for this resource so that I can put it in the hands of people and we continue the conversation. I have here my own uh, immigration story, Coming to America, a journey of faith. It's going to change your life. Grab a copy, read it, bring forth the questions. Let's have a conversation. And this is uh, from Cameroonian to an American citizen. Uh, I know some people frown on, oh, um, you abandoned your country of birth. They don't understand. As I said, some people must move for their destinies to be made manifest. Some people must move to reach their full potential. It's part of the human experience. If you're one of those, you know. Those that have to stay put, stay put. Those that have to move, will move. We cannot prevent people from moving. Grab any of these resources, share them. If you have questions, get them to me. Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for watching. You have been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy. See you next time.